Hi, I'm Rob Price, and I'm talking to some inspirational leaders of some of the leading AI and Gen AI businesses in the world. Welcome to Futurize. Um, well, hello, everyone. My name is Wes Shields. Um, I like to describe myself as an AI explorer. Um, there are no experts in the field of AI I maintain because there are a thousand new companies formed each week. There are 4,000 research papers that come out each month. There is no way one can basically clamor and claim expertise in any place. Anyone that claims they're an expert to me has stuck their, you know, stuck their head in the sand already. And uh, I, I try to be an explorer of, of AI, all things AI. Um, and to help me do that, um, I started a company called SynthMinds uh, AI. Um, we're a team that specializes in integration and professional training um, and building AI solutions, basically to, to help companies get up and running with generative AI. Uh, we have some Fortune 50 um, companies that we do work for, but basically we're a full service AI agency. We'll meet you where you're at with AI, what you're thinking about, everything from taking an, an idea, a kernel of an idea and helping you nurture and develop that to integrating off the shelf solutions all the way to let's do some custom training so your your team and staff can uh, can understand and leverage these tools a little bit better. Um, we've been recognized uh, across the uh, enterprise a little bit for some of our work so far. Um, I got named one of the first 18, well, they call it expert, uh, first 18 open AI experts that uh, are formally, rec formally recognized um, by open AI. Uh, one of our prompts or GPT, uh, Professor Synapse on the uh, chat GPT store reached number five. Um, our prompts have been shared over 2 million times, um, 5,000 stars on GitHub, uh, 75K subscribers, uh, LinkedIn top AI voice. But really, uh, I say all that because all I want to do is find out cool stuff about AI and, and share it with people. Um, that's what it comes down to. And the thing that I love is is that idea about being explorers, because I completely agree. Nobody has the answers. We are all looking to understand what is this new art of the possible and what and what does it enable? What's shone through for me in the work that I've seen you do and, and, and the presence that you've had on social media is that desire to share. So not only are you exploring, but as you say, your your goal is to enable others. Uh, and that comes through. Why, why, why that focus? I mean, I know other organisations that would kind of do their best to protect, but you're mm -hmm. very much focusing on opening it out. I, I would say even some of our most popular things we give away for free, um, and I think that's an important thing to do in the in when you're exploring like that. Um, you don't want to create a barrier or some limitations to a potential engagement with a client or an interaction or an opportunity possibility by say charging for your prompts or creating some sort of you know 2000 top prompt cheat sheet that you're going to put behind a paywall that you know you probably use chat gpt to create to begin with um you know i i think it's it's important to say hey here's something that can deliver some profound value here you go and then if that if that works for you, if that helps you, then come, hey, come explore with us. Um, and kind of this kind of philosophy, so to speak, has actually led to some of our biggest clients. Uh, we do some work for NVIDIA. They found us through a prompt we give away for free. 
Professor Synapse. So, I mean, and a video that uh, my co-founder Goda, um, who's got a 55,000 uh, person YouTube channel, um, was a great, great audience. Um, giving that stuff away for free, to me, I think it, it, it helps, helps you build that community of explorers that their valuable perspectives um, can lead to possibilities that, at least for me, were beyond anything that I, you know, could have could have dreamed of. And I think that also is, is such an important point, the voice. So, so you've got a very visible voice. People are watching, listening, learning. Is that something that you intended to do? Was that the strategy into, as you pulled the team together in the first place? Or, a, or actually, was it more coincidental? This entire journey has been accidental. Like, I mean, it's been purposeful, but it's really just like, hey, I'm super passionate about this stuff. I got a graduate degree in some AI tangential stuff. I, it's the keys to the future. I want to keep learning about it. So let's find other people who are into it, that are experimenting, that are exploring and, and sharing what they find in, in meaningful ways that that aren't from up on high, like a pedestal, like, hey, you know, I'm the expert up here. This is how you have to do it. It's more so like, no, come meet people where they're at and and bring them along. Um, you know, I I really just kind of started this company to be like, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll, sh I'll do some coaching and I'll and I'll share a little bit, you know, a little bit more professionally. Um, and that's led to now a team of over 15 people um, less than a year later. Uh, I feel like we just kind of held on and stayed passionate and tried to stay as authentic as possible. Um, and that was the, 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 the whole truth. I mean, I don't think I know remarkably much more than anyone who's into this. I know one or 2% more, but to a lot of people, that's technically 200% more than they know. So, um, you know, if, if this is something that, that you're interested in or passionate in or, or have a desire, you know, one of the things we do with companies is we train their AI evangelists to be able to be like, okay, now, now you're self-sufficient. Now you can lead a expedition into these ever evolving tools, um, in artificial intelligence, uh, to make them benefit in your, uh, your workflows. And, and so if we think about different types of people listening to a conversation tonight, I mean, you've already said that, that some of the examples of organizations that have engaged with you on the back of the work that you've been doing and, and the um, agents in the store, et cetera. But who, who typically are the types of people that you engage with? Who would you want to be thinking if you're listening now, mm -hmm. This 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 is the thing that I want to be talking to you about. To who? What kind of people within an organization? So, I mean, the the two kind of uh, dichotomy of people that we engage with in some of our courses. Uh, we've got a bunch of courses on on Uplimit and through uh, YU Global, which is a Yeshiva University here in the United States. Um, we have the number one rated course on Uplimit because it's it's something that again meets people where they're at. So. You can literally be someone that's turned on a computer for the first time, I feel like. And it's like, I heard about this AI stuff. Uh, we, we have someone in our course right now that I would venture to say is over 80 years old. You know, like, hey, wanted to start experimenting with this um, and is already being able to, you know, gain and gain a little bit of value. But the other side of that is you have so much stuff happening in, in AI. I mentioned the, the amount of just iteration and growth that happens it's exponential uh the amount of research and the amount of new companies that are formed so that kind of creates some kind of analysis paralysis in a lot of 
big, big organizations where they don't know where to begin. So in huge companies, they may hire their own team, but in like medium-sized businesses and small businesses, they, they don't know where to start. Um, so we can, again, meet them where they're at, do, do training, do, uh, we have a great um, generative AI design thinking workshop um, where you can come in and we can basically just, hey, employees, experts, you are now part of the development process. Let's build something that works for you with the way you work today. Um, not something that, you know, is going to be irrelevant in a few few months if uh, it's not thoughtful. It's interesting. I, I, I was at an event like yesterday, last night um, in the UK in Parliament, uh, which was looking at an, an AI seminar. And I think overwhelmingly, I, I was quite frustrated by some of the um, extensive focus on fears and harms and and issues and and, yeah. and and i think we all recognize those and it's important to understand and mitigate etc rather than focusing on what it can do to help what it can do what problems right. it can fix how it can enable people to have um a benefit personally or in the business or, or societal etc what what do you find what are you hearing when you talk to your clients are they where's that balance in terms of innovate to solve versus fear of harms well i mean you're the the fear narrative is the one that is the most proliferated um but we we try to rebel against that because by saying something like ai is going to take your job you're going to get left behind that only instills anxiety in in someone um or propagates that fear that doesn't that doesn't help meet them where they're at it's more so just like hey you're gonna get left behind if you don't come on up here with us again i want to be a guide to help you from wherever you're starting um to get up and running to the wonders of of ai and and that kind of fear narrative like it's going to take our jobs um i don't think ai is going to take jobs it's going to take a lot of tasks some jobs are going to look very different especially in like software engineering, content creation, research development, customer operations, like those are going to be radically changed because 50, 60% of those tasks can be done by AI. But the part of the narrative that doesn't get talked about is what happens when you take away 50%, 60% of those mundane, those routine tasks from people and give them the opportunity to do things that leverage their creativity, their emotional intelligence, complex critical thinking, stuff that they're excited about. I mean, there's already research coming out that shows that people who are in customer ops, for example, uh, when they leverage an AI-enabled chatbot solution for like the level one customer service tasks, they have 25% more job satisfaction, 20% less employee retention issues. So, I mean, it's, it's the secondary and tertiary effects are even more profound. And, and some even research says that there's there's almost $20 trillion worth of opportunity that's going to be unlocked just because we're going to have this extra time. The commodity of off execution can be offloaded to the AIs and we can make, make that AI an exponential to our productivity and our creativity. Which is great to hear. And I think it's really important that, that, that those courses and, and education and ability to take on new ways, well, to go back to the point, explore, is such a strong point. Is 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 responsibility and ethics still part of that? Is that something that there's still content there for people to consume? And, and, and at the same time as they're building the explore and innovate, be consciously aware of 
things to look out for as well. A hundred percent. I mean, we are huge proponents of ethical AI uh, implementation. Um, we are participants in the um, uh, Ed AI Alliance here in the States, which is K through 12 uh, AI literacy and um, uh, ethical AI use in classrooms. Um, we, uh, one of uh, the roles that I play is through a generative voice AI company called Morpheme. Um, we're the only SAG and AFTRA approved AI voice studio right now. So if you are a working voice actor or a working actor and you want a digital clone of your voice to be able to be used um, in stuff, uh, commercials, movies, um, we have ways to license and protect those generations and create this really high quality digital double um, that is keeps ethics and ethical use at the forefront because there are some industries like a voice actor, for example, that are at risk. Um, a lot of the tasks that they do, you know, can be done by AI and can be done by AI more cheaply. But the difference is the quality of the outputs um, are still, you know, still falls on the side of uh, the human-based uh, models, not these things that are uh, built on synthetic voices. So uh, we constantly keep that at the forefront. Um, I kind of say we are a cautious optimist, opt cautious optimistic group of uh, explorers, um, recognizing that there are tons of profound challenges and things we're going to need to confront in the coming years with things like copyright, things like, um, you, know, uh, arbit you know, correct arbitration of things like that. Uh, all these things we're going to need to deal with. And of course, you know, you have to recognize the, the malfeasance that can be leveraged with uh, these AI tools. Phishing emails are up 1400% in the last year, for example. Um, these are all important things to make people aware of so we can develop uh, ethical and representative AI solutions for folks. Um, and we try to um, not only just promote equality um, in what we're doing, equality and, and ethical use, but almost go out of our way to try to amplify um, voices in the minority, female voices, just because they're so already underrepresented in the AI space. You know, like 92% of engineers are males in AI roles, um, and you saw in November with with OpenAI's like mini implosion. Um, there's no female board members. It's like we're we're gonna let guys decide the future here. Like that hasn't always worked out the best. Like we have an opportunity here to really make this maybe a little more inclusive because it's such a great equalizer. Um, so we we try to um, not only just promote those things but amplify um, anytime we can, um, you know, champion uh, ethical AI use. Um, and uh, those type of implementations. So let's return to something you said earlier on, which was that everything had almost been by accident in terms of it, the way that you've evolved. And I'm, I'm, it seems that you've got quite an international team as well that, that you've yep. built up. So I'm intrigued to know how that came together because we'll talk about talent and, and how to attract talent. Yeah. But, but you've clearly done that in terms of being able to get them wherever they are in the world. Yep. Um, so... One of the most important things that we are constantly proponents of is you have to seek out communities to discover, um, you know, new things that are happening in AI. There's tons of tremendous Discord communities, and that's one of the ways we found um, each other. A lot of us were writing articles for Medium or or making videos, taking taking what we found, um, you know, in our AI explorations uh, or prompt engineering techniques. Um, but really, the kind of gauge that I use uh, for uh, attracting and evaluating talent 
is um, the passion, right? I can take someone that's passionate and skilled or passionate and unskilled and, and still get the same product. You know, I can train someone that's unskilled, right? But if they're skilled and not passionate or don't, you know, meet us at our level or, or unskilled and unpassionate, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you have to be curious with this stuff. Uh, every Friday, we're not allowed to have any uh, outside meetings. Um, you're not supposed to do any like day-to-day -day work. It's exploration Friday. We have some open, you know, meeting rooms that people can drop into and kind of we do some live streams where you can learn in public um, because otherwise, you know, it's just so much. It'll pass you by. Um, that's such an important part of, uh, I think, what I what I use. I look for people that that are just curious and passionate about this stuff uh, far, far and above anything else. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, if, if to pick two words of the, the type of people to find their way in this this uncertainty in this journey, then then passion, curiosity are, are just two brilliant words. So so absolutely that resonates. And I love the point about giving people time to explore because if everyone is forever kind of buried in delivering oh, the, the work, I, I, almost, I think I actually see that in the big organizations I talk to at the moment is they're almost too buried in delivering the work yeah. for their clients to do the exploration and then react to organizations like yours or like mine to say, how have you done those things? Well, because we've taken time to explore. The AI tide is strong. It will lift all boats. But the only way we survive that is by, you know, finding these communities, you know, and and setting sail, like just letting it happen. Um, so, seldom, I, I would even speculate to say, in our entire lifetimes, you've never had an opportunity like this where there is something that every company in the world, every person in the world that uses a, a device of some kind can benefit from, and it, it'll touch all those places. Um, I mean, I, I would speculate that, you know, find me a job where generative AI can't help them in, in some way. I haven't been able to find it yet. You know, um, it's, it's, it's going to be so ubiquitous, um, you know, in our livelihood, in our lives. And, um, yeah, uh, it, we have to kind of, you know, remove ego from the equation. There's there's enough for everybody. Even during like the AI or even during like the dot-com boom and the social media booms, like these were the first times that we had, you know, these connective, you know, nodes and arcs form in our lifetime. Now that they're there, as people are iterating with AI and building new things, that gets, you know, gasoline on that fire. Like, oh, someone takes someone else's idea and synthesizes it with something else. That's the, that's the, crux of our name too, synth minds it's about synthesis there's so much out there but bringing that together into a, a new idea or um you know a presentation um is what we're we're all about you know my last question was going to be about ambition but i think you've already answered it because it feels as though that ambition is to empower the world it's it's to kind of through that exploration that you're doing to, sh to share and enable them to find their path no yep. matter where they are, no matter who they are, no matter what job they're doing, is is I that mean, fair? Uh, that's definitely fair. I think we we were we were doing uh we did a little founders retreat at the beginning of the year to talk about, hey, where do we want to go from here? And kind of the 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 thing that it all boils down to is, we want to find cool stuff um that's happening in AI and share it with people, um that could be in a really innovative way uh for your business. Um, I've got 
tremendous uh, full stack engineers. Uh, I do some coding myself. Like, you know, we have we have that. Um, and that's honestly what we thought that people would want when we kind of endeavored to begin this uh, this company last year. Uh, we thought, hey, we've got these AI solutions. We've got all this stuff built. We can build it for you. Uh, we thought that's what they would want. But what kind of happened was they just want to bridge the gap between what's possible and what is right now. So if you can build them that bridge, be it through training, seminars, integration, which is half half training, half kind of coding, you know, half engineering, um, if you can build that bridge so they can potentially walk across themselves or you can continually be their guide, that's really what a lot of companies are asking for, uh, whether they know it or not. Wes, brilliant, brilliant conversation and hopefully inspired many others listening to start their own exploration. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, we would love to uh, connect with you out in the wilds of AI. Uh, come check us out at synthminds.ai. We'd love to connect with people on, uh, on LinkedIn um, or any of the socials. We'll see you out there.